This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome to the Action Line from WGNS. The Rutherford County Property Assessor is our guest this morning, Rob Mitchell. Rob, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. Good to have you with us on this beautiful fall day. Oh, it's a great day. I tell you, the leaves are gorgeous, really colorful this year. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot better today than yesterday. Yesterday was kind of overcast. It felt like winter. <laughs> It turned out to be a good Veterans Day, though. All those, uh, the rain showers and everything passed on by, thankfully. We're going to be talking about uh, one of the largest challenges in Rutherford County right now, and probably has been for a little while. We're talking about growth, and you see that uh, definitely in your office. Uh, yes, sir, we do. We, we uh, are greatly impacted by growth. And, and with this uh, situation that's going on in neighboring Davidson County, Nashville, uh, that growth has been dramatically amplified. Uh, it, it really has. They have, they, they have uh, been the quote-unquote it city uh, <laughs> for, for a little bit of, of time, but uh, they're experiencing some challenges with their budget, as has been seen in in. In news recently, and I don't know if people really understand why that why that budget difficulty came around. Uh, but there's there's some uh, I have some thoughts about it. But it what it has impacted for us is people are leaving Davidson County in big numbers, in large numbers. We uh, we have over three hundred thirty two thousand people in Rutherford County. That's according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Through July first of twenty nineteen, uh, we uh, we've experienced quite a quite a bit of influx since that time too. And so these people are leaving Davidson County, which is right next door, and moving to Rutherford County because it's uh, less expensive. The taxes are quite a quite a bit uh property tax burden per capita for Rutherford County is about $650 per person. Mm-hmm. It's double that Davidson County and double that in Williamson County. So we have the lowest per capita property tax burden in the mid-state area. So that's that's why we're seeing the growth. Now, this has not been this dramatic of a difference for a while uh, with Davidson County, and so uh, people were sort of staying there. But now suddenly we're trying to figure, where are we going to put these people? And and they're gobbling up all the houses. When you talk about it being a, a, a seller's market, this is a seller's market. It, it really is. If you list your house right now, I think uh, 
the results that I've I've heard, it's less than thirty days on the market. Uh, and if you put your house on there, you better you better figure out already have in mind where you're going to move. <laughs> because you'll need to move. Because you'll need to move quick. Yeah, that that is uh, that, that's rough for people. I mean, they they casually move into something or, or get ready to sell their house and suddenly find out, ooh, I need to. I need to find something. Well, well, that's true. I mean, uh, we have a lot of people that uh, are, will be thinking about, well, gee, you know, maybe I want to downsize. I'm empty nesting now. And then you get there and you start looking around and you think, well, where am I going to move to? Uh, yeah, I can. I got a lot of money invested in my house. I have a lot of assets in it. But if I if I sell, what am I going to move into? It's uh, so they, what, what they're tending to do is they're tending to remodel. They're tending to stay in place and upgrade their homes, which is you know brings on different challenges as people age in place. They'll have to modify their homes to, to fit their lifestyles. But uh, you know it, it's just it's just a testament to the greatness of Rutherford County, uh, what it has been for the last 20 years. It will be again, I think, for the next 20. But we have challenges of trying to determine what we want our community to look like going forward. And those those decisions that we make now uh, will be decisions that will impact people for the next 20, 25 years. Rob, what are some of the most challenging decisions uh, before the property assessor's office, before the county commission, some decisions that they need to make? Uh, infrastructure is one of the 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 big challenges facing our community because what was a five or ten minute drive just to go across town now bart as as you know and as you feel it's it's 30 minutes to almost get anywhere um i'll tell a story my wife wanted to uh, we wanted to have uh, uh some fish and chips so i said well it's going to take us almost an hour for for us to to get that and she says oh it won't take that long well it took 30 minutes to drive back home to the house to pick her up another 30 minutes to get over (laughs) to the fish and chips place and then it took us about an hour and a half by the by the round the round trip ticket was was all said and done and and it's it's causing people some uh some difficulties in figuring out you know what used to be just a short trip isn't such a short trip anymore it takes more foresight and planning so that's that i think that's been a challenge everywhere covid hasn't helped uh hasn't helped things either because where people would have just gone out for a casual meal they're now having to really put a lot of thought into it so we have a whole different world of challenges now that we didn't face 18 months ago you're going to be making a report to our rutherford county commission and in that report, uh, there are a lot of surprises. Well, what do you think is, is there an area that is the biggest surprise that, that's causing you to scratch your head more than others? I don't think it's a big surprise for us in the assessor's office. I think it's going to be a surprise to the county commission when they actually start to dig into the numbers. We're a lot bigger than people believe that we are. We feel the growth, but... We have parts of the county that we have people that don't visit other parts of the county anymore like they they once may have used to have done. Uh, 
Laverne and Smyrna are almost isolated to themselves, as Murfreesboro is, and Eagleville is is a step back in time, and it's a beautiful place. I, I, I love all of our communities, but Eagleville's kind of special in that they still have a Mayberry feel to them for as long as they can keep it. But the shock is the fastest-growing number of permits of any community in Rutherford County is in Eagleville. So it won't be that way long. It man. won't be that way long. So you're saying that they're able to stay to themselves. They're they're so self-contained. They have everything that is needed to enjoy life. And so in Laverne, Smyrna, and of course Murfreesboro, uh, those people are staying put. They're not traveling to other places. That's right. Uh, it, they, they have no need. And in what we have, too, just over in the Barfield area, um, we have an entire city that is west of I-24. Uh, and that's that's the, the people on the west side of 24 very rarely come into the city core of Murfreesboro anymore. And, and that's something that uh, we have to we have to adjust to. It's it's been an adjustment. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think the county's making great strides. I want to commend uh, uh, our county clerk. Uh, she has done a tremendous job all the way through COVID with with managing the input of people coming into her office. And uh, Lisa's going to be opening up an office on uh, on the west side, over near in the Blackman area over through there that should be open probably within the next the next year to 18 months, which is going to be a, a tremendous relief of the pressure on the office in Murfreesboro. She already has a satellite office in Smyrna, but adding that other office over in the Blackman area is uh, is going to be a great benefit to people. We, we have a great, uh, great team of leaders in the county, and, and I'm just very pleased to be able to work with them. We all work very well together. Now, as as sort of uh, an underlying area to to the situation here, uh, as you look at some of the uh, permits for building new buildings and uh, things of that sort, some of the permits that you see coming through the assessor's office, uh, how are those changing from year to year? We've we've had a tremendous uptick, and actually, the numbers that that we're seeing are probably underreported. Uh, by about 20 to 25 percent. But if you just take those numbers, we had over 4,400 single-family residential permits work. That's, those are new homes, folks. And if you, if you calculate out that by the numbers from the Census Bureau, the average, new, the average home site, the average oh, family uh, in Rutherford County is 3.03 people. Those 4,400 single-family residential, that's over 13,000 new residents to the county. That's not including people that may be moving into existing homes. That's just new residents to the county of 13,000 people. And, Bart, that was in COVID. That was with everything shutting down. Our building didn't. We still built homes, and people still came here. And that is a tremendous number, which brings challenges all around. I know that uh, Mayor Ketron and Mayor McFarlane and um, Mayor Smyrna and Laverne and Eagleville, they are 
shocked and, and facing within their each their own communities. They're they're facing the challenges. They feel it. Our our school system, our county school system, our city school system for Murfreesboro, that's a tremendous amount of growth that they have to react to. You throw COVID into it, some of the kids aren't going to school. They may be distance learning. How do you deal with that? Uh, that is a tremendous challenge, and the schools are the most expensive part of county budgets. That's three-quarters of our county budget is education. So how has that all worked into, and it's it's such a fluid number that changes, especially with COVID-19, how has that worked into our assessment of uh, the, the taxes that we pay? And it's those taxes that give us the money to cover these costs. It, it does. Now, $9.8 billion, $9. billion is the assessed value of Rutherford County. Our appraised value is $36 billion. So that gives us an estimated tax potential potential property tax revenue for the county of about 200 and going off the top of my head uh, about 219 million dollars now that's just a third of the county budget the rest of that is made up through fees sales taxes state shared revenue that makes up the other four hundred thousand dollars so and that's a healthy balance now North of us in Davidson County, their budget is funded with 54% of the property taxes. So they're relying very heavily on their property tax and their property tax payers to fund their budgets, which um, that's, that's not a healthy balance, I, I don't believe. And I believe that it's it's proven to be the case that's why so many people are leaving davidson county because as they get into a budget crunch they lean on the the property taxpayers to make up the difference to sort of give us a feel for the type of growth that we're seeing let's say starting back in 2010 up to about now uh, what kind of growth have we had we've had a 20 percent growth 20 percent since the last census, we have increased 20%. We are the fifth largest county in the state through 2019. After the census numbers come out in 2020, which is this year, not sure where we'll be. We we may still be number, number five. We may be number four, but a 20% growth rate is, we haven't seen growth rates like that, Bart, since the early 80s when everybody was coming. So this is a tremendous Influx. Now, why are we so afraid to say we have topped Hamilton County? I mean, everybody talks about we may become number four, we may do this. We've already dramatically surpassed them in number of students. We dramatically surpassed them in number of people who turned out and voted. And there are other areas that we have uh, shown that more people have done this or that. Are, are we just, uh, you know, do we just have more people who like to vote here? Do we just happen by coincidence <laughs> to have more children who are going to school? Uh, well, know, that, why, do we, why do we not look at those, uh, those facts? Well, I mean, that's a great question. 
I'm not I'm not going to say we're number four until I know for sure. It's going to come from the Census Bureau. You, you, know, you never want to, you know, you always want to be conservative. Uh, you know, under underestimate uh, uh, what what you're going to do, and that way, if you're pleasantly surprised, it's like making out a budget. You, you're conservative with your estimates. That way, you don't go over a budget. Well, when when you're, uh, it's kind of like Johnny Majors used to say. You know, he say, "Well, we got an okay team." It's you know, Bear Bryant was the same way. They would they would down they would downplay their own abilities and overplay their opponents. Now. As far as you are looking at the the Rutherford County population, and you have a good feel for it. I mean, you see the numbers every day. What do you feel our total population is? This this is the unofficial Rob Mitchell population total. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, you know... Until COVID came out and everybody stopped answering their doors and going out into public, you know, I would have been real. I would have been. I would have felt comfortable saying we're closer to three hundred and forty uh, to three hundred forty-two thousand people. Um, we have, and, and that's that's a swag number. Uh, so, so folks out there, you know, it, it could fluctuate. I know that we're growing a lot quicker than people anticipate our growth. Being able to tag it where people are actually, if you take in the university, a lot of those people are not counted as residents of Rutherford County. They're counted as residents of their primary uh, domicile, which may be their parents' home. So while they may actually really be living here and using our services for reporting purposes, they're saying, I still live at home with mom and dad. That's my that's my permanent mailing address, and that's what they claim. So and that's 20,000 people. That's a, that's a big swing one way or the other with how many are actually here. Uh, this, the same problem we have with determining how many people are here uh, is county boundaries. Most people don't realize that there is no official state-recognized county boundary because our county boundaries are not surveyed and certified by the state. So you mean if they live uh, close to... Bedford County say uh, they can say that they're either county. Uh, in, well, for assessment purposes, sometimes they are. We have uh, the biggest issue that we have right now is between Rutherford and Williamson County. There have been some areas of dispute over who actually owns, um, I say own, where, where the jurisdictional boundaries are between Rutherford and, uh, and Williamson. And, of course, Property values over the on the Williamson County side of the line are quite a bit higher than they are on the Rutherford County side. So there's still some vacant property up that way that can be developed, and there's developers wanting it to be in Williamson County because they can they can get one hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars more for a lot just for the lot, just with it being on the Williamson County side of the line as opposed to the Rutherford County side. Uh, we have some folks up. Uh, up around uh, Newcastle Road, up over in that direction, up over that way, who's, they are in Rutherford County, but they're sending their kids to Williamson County Schools, but we have to provide the fire and emergency service protection for them. I believe whoever's collecting the property taxes needs to provide the services for that. How can that be corrected? Uh, It has to be done at, uh, the county commission is going to need to request of our 
our state representatives that the state step in and actually do a, a, a surveyed boundary layer between the two counties. I've, I've sent uh, information off to our our state representatives, our legislative delegation, um, and they've requested that we ask the county commission to put a resolution together and send that over to them. So uh, I've sent that information off to uh, to Mayor Ketron, and I'm sure he's taking a look at it because that's potential property tax dollars that we need to fund our schools. We don't need to allow uh, those those property tax dollars, regardless of how small an amount that may be, to to slip away into a different area. I'm surprised somebody hasn't done this earlier. I mean, <laughs> you're either paying too much or you're losing money uh, and, and losing funding for your schools. Right. Well, it, it can be. Uh, it's you know it's a return on investment, Bart. Uh, how much money? Are you going to pick up in property tax dollars as opposed to the cost of conducting uh, an official survey? And if it's a losing proposition, you know, the the county commissions will say, well, what do we have to gain? Um, Let's not do it. Let's just keep things the way they are and let the assessors work it out. Because right now, assessors can work out assessment boundaries by agreement. And we can actually agree on moving an assessment boundary on who's going to get to tax a piece of property just by handshake agreement. Um, and that's that's great. Uh, the legislature set in restrictions on how much you can go over if a, if a parcel uh, is non-platted and it's 100 acres and five acres of it goes over into Cannon County. Well... By agreement, Cannon County can give up that five acres and allow it to be assessed in Rutherford County. If it's 20 acres, it has to be on the other side of the line, out of the 100. It can't be. It's going to have to be the 20 acres that's on the Cannon County side of the line will have to be assessed in Cannon County, and the other 80 acres would have to be assessed in Rutherford. But, you know, there's... There's quite a bit of latitude that assessors have with making determinations and stuff like that, and we're conservative with everything that we do. Uh, we don't want to move things too much, but it always makes it uh, better for for everyone when there's something official that you can go back to and say the state has certified this, and this is what it shall be. Rutherford County Property Assessor Rob Mitchell is our guest this morning. We're going to pause, check on the traffic and weather. Traffic's all... Uh, creating some issues this morning, (laughs) part of that population influx. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And in the next segment, it'll be your segment. We've sort of set the stage for conversation. Call and uh, give us your thoughts or ask a question of Rob. 615-893-1450. If you want a text, we take text too. Same phone number. 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. Middle Tennessee football and basketball games are right here. This is Chip Walters on Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station. MTSU Sports on WGNS. As cold and flu season approaches, like shower, one of the best cats. things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. 
This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. Hi, this is Riley down at Music World and Drummer's Den, inviting you to come and shop with us. We're at South Church, right across from Indian Hills. So the beauty of our store is we typically beat or match internet pricing. And the cool thing about that is you can try it out. You can actually pick up the instrument and hold it in your hand before you buy it versus online, where you can't really see it until you get it in your hands. Come on over to the Music World and Drummer's Den, and we'll get you guys taken care of. We're at 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills. If you have something to buy, sell, or trade, call me. Weekday mornings at 7.50 for Swap and Show. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Good morning. Traffic still moving out here on 24 as you head up through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. Just watch your speed. Traffic's busy uh, here where you would expect. Thompson Lane, sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard, especially up by the college. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, call Tony and Nikisha Tate, the Tate team. Call them right now, 554-9795. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the mid-60s. North winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies alone near 40. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 48. First National Bank of Murfreesboro is growing to serve you better. Hi, I'm Shelly Rigsby, and in mid-November, our name changes to Capstar Bank. Our staff will be the same, but we'll be able to do so much more for First National Bank of Murfreesboro will soon become Capstar, a full-service bank with a small-town feel. We believe in keeping our personal relationships. First National Bank of Murfreesboro, soon Capstar, member FDIC. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Wolfwagon Mobile Dog Grooming. I'm a poodle. I'm a little puppy. I'm a German shepherd. The Wolfwagon Mobile Dog Grooming. Grooming dogs of all sizes. Call 615-663-8139. On Facebook, The Wolf Wagon. Hey, welcome back. Uh, looks like we're going to need to take phone calls. We're having some issues with our texting. Uh, so we're not able to take text right this minute. Uh, we're just not sure what's going on on the texting. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Our property assessor, Rob Mitchell, is with us this morning. And we're talking about some of the things that COVID-19 is doing uh, with the finances of our county, uh, making sure that we have enough funds through taxes, obviously, to cover the overhead of uh, different growth areas. And one of the things that Rob Mitchell brought up earlier is the fact that some of the homes that are right on the county lines, uh, the other county, not us, are getting some of the taxes. Uh, and, and they're being pushed, especially in Williamson County. Developers are trying to say, no, that property is, is Williamson County. It's not Rutherford. Uh, and, and, and they're accepting it. Is that what's happening? Or 
Oh no, they're trying, but <laughs> when it, we're pretty, I'm pretty stingy with it, with with Rutherford County. And it, once it's once it's here, it's it's ours. Uh, I'm sure some folks have heard about a, a proposed uh, luxury community going up over off of Almaville Road and 840 where they wanted to have large luxury homes and a private uh, racetrack to be constructed up there. Uh, the developers were trying to say that all of that was supposed to be in Williamson County. And that's not correct. <laughs> how, how far away was that from Williamson oh, County? Was it adjacent or is it? It's it, Part of it's uh, really adjacent. And a lot of that goes back to what layers, uh, this is a, a, a GIS term. There are different map layers that are used by GIS professionals, and they come from different sources. Williamson County uses census tracts. Uh, E911 has a different layer that shows the county lines in different areas. How far different are they? Uh, Some of them could be a couple hundred yards. Mm -hmm. Some of it could be just a couple hundred feet. Some of it could be spot on. But depending on which layers you're using, they could be incorrect. And the state of Tennessee has got an an email from them saying that they're going to try to do some border-to-border county matching up there, but they requested that our county mayor and our legislative body get together and make a request to the legislature so that they would have the funds to do it with. (laughs) You know, it all comes back to money. But uh, the the developers of that that project up there, I spoke with the county commissioner up in that area, which is uh, Commissioner Trey Gooch, and I assured him, I said, that's Rutherford County. It's always been Rutherford County, and they're not getting it. I don't care what they want to say it is, they they will not get that land. Well, now, the property assessor in Williamson County probably is just as uh, concerned as, as you are, and, and he probably feels that's Williamson County. Now, when the two of you talk, what what kind of mood do you, are you getting? Oh, uh, you know, he's he, Brad's a great guy. Uh, Brad Coleman is a tremendous assessor. And, and he's reliant on the layers that they use, and they've chosen to use a different layer. Uh, we've had a conversation. There's one. There's one piece of property where an individual wants to uh, to construct a home, and because their planning department and our planning department use essentially the same layer, it shows that the part of the parcel is in Rutherford County. Uh, the layer that we have shows that, no, actually, it's in Williamson. But until an official survey is conducted, we won't know where they're going to build the house. So this individual is building a home uh, on some land that he's purchased. Rutherford County is going to be doing the permitting and approval on it, but he's wanting everything to be everything else to be in Williamson County. He this wants, is the one who's developing the uh, guy this, who's going to live in it. The, he yeah, this is the fellow that's going to live in this house on this is a separate thing And from he the wants other. it to be in Williamson. He wants it to be in Rutherford for oh, planning okay. for taxes. Well, in, in taxes, but he wants his kids and everything else to be provided by Williamson County so that when he goes to sell the property later he can get more money for it. Okay. And you know I, I, But he'll I, be paying more taxes. He'll be he? paying more taxes, but He'll be getting more money for his home too when he when he goes to sell it because of the supposed status associated with 
being in Williamson County. And, and, you know, I told him, I said, you need to get an official survey done. And what's going to happen is a new parcel is going to be created once that survey is completed in whatever side of the county line your home lies is who you're going to have to get the planning and the permits through. Now, if you've already started the process in Rutherford, you're probably going to want to make sure that it goes on the Rutherford County side of the line because it may cost him twenty or $30,000 more in permit fees to build on the Williamson County side of the line. Same land owned by same the land. same person. Same it, moving it 10 or 15 feet. And he says, well, can we get it? Part of it, uh, you know, just everything assessed in Rutherford County for that, even though my house is in Williamson. Uh, no. No, you're going to have a split assessment whichever way you go because there's, however that parcel was originally constructed 40 years ago and was divided out, which Williamson County right now is collecting all the property taxes on it. We don't have it. So as soon as you build, so there's going to be a split assessment, and Rutherford's going to pick up what Rutherford's supposed to get. Williamson County's going to pick up what Williamson County is supposed to get. And wherever you want your kids to go to school, you're going to have to be on that side of the line, and you're going to have to make sure that you follow the permitting on what whatever county you're going to be in. So... Uh, he hadn't heard that before. That's not what Williamson County was telling him, <laughs> you know. But he understands the process right now, and I've spoken with uh, with the assessor over in Williamson County, and he agrees that, you know, we're right. That's the way it should be done. So that's kind of how you have to handle it. So we're, we're sort of this is sort of a deja vu back to 1812, when Colonel Charles Reedy uh, <laughs> got some. Uh, Poor political favor. <laughs> got in poor political favor. And his house was right uh, smack dab in the middle of Rutherford and Cannon County. And both counties were able to charge him uh, taxes. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's happening still today. It still is today. Uh, did they ever resolve that, by the way? Have I think right now it's it's in all in Cannon County. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I believe it's how A little it bit easier for yeah. Whoever easy, lives there. <laughs> easier, easier for it. And I think the house is on the market right now, Bart. I, okay. <laughs> I, I noticed it. Uh, I think it's called Four Corners uh, or The Corners or something like that. It's actually on the market for about three-quarters of a million dollars. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, on something like that, is the bedroom in one county and the kitchen in the other? And, and how do you work out a, a compromise on on the taxing situation, a lot of it depends on on exactly where the county line falls, and, and it goes it goes back to if the majority of the property is in one county or the other, the assessor can shake hands, sign an agreement, and let it be picked up in one county mm-hmm. for simplicity purposes. Now, once you do that, is that going to stick out. around? The assessors don't get angry later, or new no. assessors come in and change it. No, once that's done. It's done because once a property has been assessed in a particular county for, I believe it's three years, it never goes back. So this person who is uh, looking at property that's in Williamson or Rutherford, whichever it ends up being in, once that is assessed as being whichever county, Mm -hmm. uh, it'll stay. It'll stay. Okay. It'll stay. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're not taking text right now. We uh, 
are having some issues with the text equipment. So uh, just phone calls, if you would. Uh, what, what are some of the biggest issues that uh, you're, I mean, obviously, I've never thought of that issue that you brought up, but uh, in looking at property that's owned by senior citizens, where you can freeze, there's a way you can freeze those tax rates. Uh, is that creating problems in some of these areas that uh, that are already having other tax problems? Uh, it's a it's an offset. Whenever you freeze or or restrict um, the assessment or the taxes on on one parcel, uh, you shift that tax burden off onto every other parcel in the county. Uh, so you have to be very you have to be very careful for the work in our office. Uh, the the trustee makes sure this, that people qualify and does the paperwork. We take care of the assessment portion of it, freezing the values and making sure that the internal mechanisms on it. He qualifies the people. We make sure that the numbers work. Uh, and that's been a tremendous amount of additional work in our office. Uh, trustee gets an extra person to do that. We don't. We just have to absorb it and work it in to the workflow of every other person in the office. And even with a tremendous amount of growth, we're down from 36 people to now. We lost two people um, this last year that uh, we haven't been able to fill yet. We're now down to 28. Now, when you say office. you haven't been able to fill, you haven't found the people, <clears throat> or is your job market frozen? No, we we weren't able to find uh, people that would. Not everybody can do the type of work that we have to do, and rather than fill a position. Uh, just to put a warm body in the spot. We want to be real selective because there's a special kind of person that uh, has the uh, analytical skills to be able to go out there and do the work, uh, interact with the public, is just as comfortable working on a computer as they are out there working on a job site and doing that five days a week regardless of what the weather is. So making a good hire is the most important thing that that an elected official can do when you're administering an office making sure that we get good people and once we've got those people in we take care of them because there's nothing that government does except provide service and people expect a value for the service that they're paying we're going to come back and talk more about those job openings because in this COVID-19 period there may be a person out there who was not there uh, looking for a job a while back, and maybe they're looking for a job now. They have those skills that you need. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Rob Mitchell is our guest, the Rutherford County Property Assessors. From the tallest tower in the city limits of Murfreesboro to every radio in the land. WGNS AMFM is everywhere you need us to be. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your clothing, gift, pets, any needs that you have for your lawn or garden. 
And also, don't forget anything you need for your farm. Please come visit us at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Where are you located? 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Do you have to be a member to shop here? You don't have to be a member with us to shop. A co-op farm and home center on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna is reminding you not to wait on that next car repair job. As a matter of fact, if you're a teacher or first responder, there are special discounts available to you on your next job. So stop by First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. That's First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. Changing times. Boy, sometimes quickly changing times. Rob Mitchell's with us, Rutherford County Property Assessor. And you're in need of some sharp people, it sounds like. Oh, we're always in need of sharp people. The problem we have is we don't have any positions to fill because they were taken away. (laughs) The county commission defunded them. Now, with the ones that you do have, uh, you said that you're not just looking for warm bodies. You're looking for specific persons who have interest and talents. Right. What, what are those? Well, they, they have to be someone that uh, enjoys working with people, number one, is not afraid of hard work in any kind of weather, number two, because they have to get out and uh, go to work sites, and they have to under, have some understanding of construction materials, and they have to know how the county's laid out. Uh, it's it's amazing we have people that think they know the county and they pull out their cell phone. Well, assessment maps are are not the same as Google Maps. Uh, we have a, a specific grid uh, with how the county is laid out. And if you have to find a particular part of the county and it's not on a Google map, you can't pull up your cell phone and find it. You have to be able to read maps, read assessment maps, and know how to find your way around. And there are a lot of people that uh, uh, I spent a good number of years in the insurance business. It is a different skill set. There are people that have been in real estate that have tried to use our assessment maps. And when we we point a place in the county and tell them, well, you got to map 168, parcel 13 they're lost because you can't google that (laughs) (laughs) so you have to have people that are trainable you have to have people that are proficient uh with mathematical skills because we live and die by numbers um that's the thing that i gave you right (laughs) it's it's full of numbers that you know people look at and you have to be careful with uh the information that you put out there so much information can be an overload until you tell well this is this is what you're seeing and this is how it impacts the county and why it's important because 13,000 people um, 8,000 homes that's a new school that is a new school so that's a new high school at 70 million dollars that we got in the last year 
So that, that's well, we got to figure out how we're going to pay for it. How we're going to pay for all of this? Exactly. And you know, uh, we have uh, you know, last year we reviewed during COVID we reviewed thirty five thousand parcels. So why did you review those? We're we're required to review and inspect. 35,000 parcels, which is roughly a third of our, our parcel count every year leading up to a four-year revaluation. Our last revaluation was in 2018, and the north end of the county saw a tremendous increase. Some, some property values up there went up 50, 60 percent. The median increase in the county was around 30, 32 percent. What do what, you think? We're because we're we're not that far from another one. We're we're halfway through it, Bart, and right now, uh, our median value increase is around fifteen percent. If you you know if things hold the way they are, we're probably looking at another twenty eighteen value wise increase. And what that means is uh, when when you calculate now there is a revenue neutral rate that's calculated. And that's based on the median increase. So what that happens to the, the people that are living in their homes, if, if their value went up 30% and the median increase was 30%, when the revenue neutral rate is calculated, they're, they're really not going to see any change in the property taxes they pay. Now, if their value went up 40%, now that's a 10% swing off of the median. So there's going to be probably about a 10% increase in property taxes that they're going to pay even at the reduced revenue neutral rate. Properties that only went up 20%, and these are primarily the very large structures, apartment complexes, large buildings, manufacturing, uh, estate homes. Those, if they went up less, they may have gone up more dollar-wise, but they went up less as a percentage increase, they'll actually have a decrease in their property taxes paid. So if you live in, let's say, Laverne, right on the Davidson County line, Mm -hmm. right now with all of the people wanting to sell their homes in Davidson County and move to Rutherford County to save money on taxes, that's, that's their goal. Right. But they're keeping their job probably in Davidson County so they don't want to move too far. Right. The closest place would be Laverne. Laverne and Smyrna. Are those people who have property there going to be hit the hardest because they're going to get the majority of the of the people moving over the county line? Uh, I would say yes. Uh, so because it could be some frightening increases. It, it's it's coming. You know, I don't want to be an alarmist. I just I believe in being transparent and letting everyone know that we just report what the market is doing. And most people they're not looking to sell their homes. They haven't they haven't priced a home. They're going to work every day, they're coming home. Now, now the new people that have moved in will know what their home is worth because they just bought it. But somebody that's been in a property for ten, fifteen, twenty years the mindset is, well, my house is still worth what I paid for it. I'm still paying this mortgage off, and my mortgage payment keeps going up, but why? You know, I haven't really done anything to my home but maintain it. State statute requires that we value the property at its current market value, 
on what it would bring on the open market between a willing buyer and a willing seller who's knowledgeable of the market. So if somebody would buy your house for $200,000 or $250,000 or even the entry level home right now is around 260 then that's the market for your house. You may not think it's worth that, but the market says it is and that's what we have to appraise it for. Now, if you disagree with it, you know, you can appeal it in June at the county board and if we think that you're right, if we think that it's a crazy number, we'll agree with you, and we will ask the board. You don't even have to. We'll, you know, you'll have to show up. We'll say, we believe, uh, county board, that it is reasonable to make an adjustment, and they'll agree with it. Now, what happens, and this is what's happened in Davidson County with their taxes, You you get these large buildings that are high worth, they don't increase. So what happens, Bart, is uh, say, I'm not going to pick on Tommy Friss, but we know Tommy Friss has got a huge home over in West Nashville, millions and millions of dollars. Value on his home may have gone up a million dollars, but that may have only been a 10% increase. The median increase in Davidson County was 35%. So when they recalculated the revenue neutral rate, he paid less in property taxes than he did the prior year. But he appealed those values. He had the value on his home lowered, which everything was was revenue neutral and everything was equalized. What these large properties do when they are successful in appeals, they shift onto the little guy their tax burden. And that's why people are angry. Big things coming and a surprise package soon. 2022. Rob Mitchell, our Rutherford County property assessor, with us this morning. Rob, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me here. It's been a pleasure, Bart. Truman's next, right here on WGNS Murfreesboro.